Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to Match of the Bay. You're listening to me, Emma Coney Bear. Producer Mark, how are you doing after this weekend? Um, l- I mean, less optimistic about Newcastle in general. Oh, come but on. No, we played all right. We just lost, didn't we? It's always the way. Mm. So, as a Newcastle fan, you get used to it. Life goes on, you lose football matches, and and you just ignore it now. <laughs> Talking about defeat, though, uh, how about this? Man City losing against Chelsea. Finally. Did you see it coming? No, I don't think anyone did. I, didn't think da- I don't think David Luiz saw it coming were you, were you with David at the weekend? I spudded him in the restaurant. You no spudded joke. him? Yeah, well, basically, I'm... What I, is spudding? Well, <laughs> How old are you? I mean, I'm about 72. You know, like, he came in and he was like, yo, safe. You know, like, I, I'm now his, like, resident DJ in his restaurant, you know. Clang. I'm part of the family. Clang. <laughs> Clang. So, spud, spudding we is just up. a fist bump. We, yeah, we spud. You know, we don't talk, we just spud. Why do you just call it a fist bump? It's a spud. No, spud's a potato. Anyways, right, let's get back to today's show. Let me introduce my guest for today, Leon McKenzie. Hello. How are you doing, How guys? are you? Good, thank you. Good. Thanks so for inviting me on. You're welcome. Thanks for having on. So your ex-pro, you used to play for Crystal Palace, Fulham, Charlton, just to, to name a th- few. Mm. There's so much I want to ask you. Like, we actually haven't had uh, a pro or ex-pro on the podcast. And the whole thing about the podcast is a layer outlook on sport. But I want to know the nitty and gritty. I want to know, I want to know shit, you know? <laughs> like, straight well, to the point here. Where, where are we talking from? Like, where, where are we going back from? Right. So, so I had 18 years as a professional on. footballer. I started off at Crystal Palace. Was there for six years, uh, left Crystal Palace, went to Peterborough for a couple of years, done really well there, scored, I think my ratio was like one in two games or something, so finished with about 63 goals in 109 appearances, if mm-hmm. I believe so. Um, done really well there, left there, went to a club called Norwich, who are doing really well now. Um, they are, I think they're going to go up. The yeah, 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 first or sure. second, definitely They're top. I think, yeah. Mm. So, um, championship. Yeah, so I uh, done really well there and played. Uh, you know, had my time in the Premiership alongside a striker called Dean Ashton and playing with the likes of Darren Huckabee. Do you remember him? Yeah, absolutely. Being that you're, uh, yeah, Newcastle fan. Yeah, no <laughs> <way>. <laughs> those days. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we had some. Uh, we had a good team. Uh, unfortunately, got relegated the time that we was in the Premiership. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we've done really well, scored some goals in Premiership and then we moved to a club called Coventry um, in the Midlands. 
I love you like a club called Coventry. Yeah. So yeah, not to how, like dampen how, them or anything. You did a lot of like obviously most football players do do a lot of moving around all the time. How do you deal with all the relocating all the time? Um, you got it's it's, uh, it's just part and parcel. So for somewhere like Norwich, yeah. it's like completely out of the way. Mm. Like it's not an easy place to get to. So you have to relocate, and that can be quite difficult. I'm South London born. Um, born in Croydon so yeah I think from I think the best thing for me was at a young age when I was at Crystal Palace in those six years I went to Peterborough after my time at Crystal Palace Mm. and then um, that was like kind of my um, breaking of getting out of like London so Mm. I was sort of in Peterborough for a few Mm. years and then from Peterborough I went straight to Norwich and that was like a few years and then all of a sudden you're like kind of like Midlands and kind of out the way so I got used to it Yeah. Being a London boy did you prefer playing for the London clubs? Uh, I loved my time at Crystal Palace I was there like six years so I came through as a YTS mm. back when it was like as you can tell my age and I was <laughs> youth development scheme back then and um, yeah I, I loved it it was uh, you know I learned a lot and obviously I'm like Crystal Palace through and through mm. so that's where I'm from so mm. it meant a little bit more as well and obviously I scored on my professional debut at 17 years old so oh my god it all like happened really quick and um you know I sort of you know I was always on the, on the fringes I had some really good games and got promoted with them mm. uh the first time I was in a premiership was at 18 years old so it was it was good so it was always like me and sort of Michael Owen and Jason you like around the youth sort of Development strikers nice. and Carl Court and Carl Court was at Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, as well. Yeah, we had a uh, we had um, some some nice competition, but it was all healthy and and we uh, all got careers out of it. Really. Nice. Do you feel Do you feel as though that um, things are changing at the moment? You know, whereas when you was I don't want to keep referring like back when you was a football player. I do want to be like back then. Yeah, as um, if I'm like sixty four. Yeah, but you're not. You're not. Back, you're back when dinosaurs were <laughs> around. Yeah, don't take offence when I say. Don't take offence when I when I do might slip up and say you know back in the day yeah, like it's not offensive. You know, I feel as though that now uh, football players are, are like media trained. Like mm-hmm. you have a post-match interview. And I think it was Charlie Austin just quite recently uh, that plays for Southampton. He kind of broke it a little bit by he went mental in like a post-match interview saying, oh, you know, the Premier League is supposed to be the best league to play in. And he just went in, right? Full, full rant Full mode. rant mode. It was great because I think there was a time about, say, five years ago... You know, when, like, Cheryl Cole was, you know, the wags and stuff. It was, Mm. like, the wags, the football players, and, like, the football players, you don't really... You hear stories, but you don't, you know... They're a bit of a bad boy, but they're very, very media trained. And I think now people are starting to see their personalities a little bit more. Mm. Back then, was it, like... Did you have a bit more free will? Could you get up to mischief and could you say things and not Mm. think about the repercussions after it? It was different because you got social network now, right? Mm. So when I was playing, there wasn't like Twitter or Instagram or anything that can kind of catch you up with certain things or, you know, we can go back and look what you said there or whatever. So if it wasn't on like a match of the day Mm. and you are, you know, doing an interview, then you'd probably be all right. But when I was playing, I, I, I learned as I go along. So I, obs- just the way I wanted to do it. So I trained myself by observing, mm. like, you know, 
different interviews, how I would say it. Could I say it different that way? So, you know, when you play back and yeah. just, mm, okay, let me change that. I stopped saying that word so much. And, <laughs> and you just kind of work. So set, yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of trained sort, myself. Yeah. But um, when I was sort of playing, it wasn't, um, I guess I just learned with it. So mm. when it was like, oh, you know, if I knew that I was going to score a goal or if I scored a goal, then I knew I'd be doing an interview after the game or whatever. Mm. Or if we won the game, there might be chances of us doing one. So I was always prepared for what you to come. yeah I was gonna say were you yeah, were yeah. you a good boy with the- um well yeah it depends on what context but yeah, <laughs> like we can I talk mean, about that in a minute <laughs> but like, I suppose yeah yeah, yeah that, but um it, it's uh there's some people that there's some players that are really good and mm. very sharp and willingly like just you know ready and there's some players that are so scared if you watch them to say the you know they'd be very like you can tell. cautious and they'd be like slow in their delivery and yeah it's like it's not because they're stupid but they'd be like yeah well um yeah I thought it was a good you know it was very because like, they monotone. could working it out yeah, in their heads trying to yeah. like let me I need to say the right thing here because mm. again you're, you're judged they do yeah, yeah, you're I judged. mean Charlie Austin came out with whatever he had to say for himself and it went absolutely everywhere yeah, I need and to I mean, look at that yeah it, and, it, and it was just I think it was because it was such a shock that nobody has had a post-match interview quite like it recently and right, I and yeah. I think it was even mentioned what was on the, match uh, of the day what was the objective of the interview did they win no so basically it was against it was about it was against Watford and there was a, a disallowed goal I think it was um whereas, a disallowed goal and then a dodgy yeah. one at the other end so he was like yeah. just kind so of so he like, was he went f- all in on the official because it was an ended up as a draw and they should have won they should that was the goal went in and I'm saying that as a Watford I was like yeah the close the yeah. closest person that I've seen who is trained now um but what I got the passion from him was Ian Wright. So when he done hmm. like interviews, he always showed like his passion or like just the way he spoke about certain things or he would sometimes hold his tongue and then sometimes he wouldn't. Yeah. And that's what was good about him. Yeah, it was good. Mm. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> in the summertime, right, uh, mm. we saw in Seventh Week Brother, Jermaine Pennant, okay, mm. and I think he kind of opened everybody's eyes of what... Uh, because like you said, there was no social media. I think he opened our eyes with his book and what football players get up to. Mm. Right. Have you got any stories? Like, I want to know, like, knitting great. It doesn't have to be necessary about you, but give me some good stuff. Like, come on. <laughs> in, in, see, um, with, with, with me, uh, Jermaine has uh, brought out this book, which I haven't read. Mm. Um, I would love to sit here and say, you know what? I'm going to like highlight this and highlight that. Yeah. So I leave that to those who, you know, Jermaine's done what he had to do and he's yeah. highlighted certain things. I can't sit here and start telling stories about former players and what I've seen no. and what I've done, to be perfectly honest, because that's not my style. But <laughs> yes, there's, you know, the, the of course, with most industries, especially football industries. Um, like you've got a bad, like I don't, yeah, you've do got you like mean? a bad, not a bad reputation, but they... Football players have a reputation for it. I think you have to see. I know Jermaine. Yeah. <laughs> I know his personality. I know what he's like. But if you don't know him, yeah, already you're like judging f- footballer. Like what the yeah. hell? Like do you know what I mean? You're watching it and you're thinking, what? Like you know what I mean? <laughs> what a fool! Like you know what I mean? So already he's uh he's kind of like 
set himself up in regards of how he yeah. was probably behaving to everyone else that's just how he is anyway like for, for the ones that have sort of played with him and against him or whatever so we know him but there's there's certain things where you know I was sitting there I was like oh Jay man like mm-hmm. killing killing us like come on like fix but up is there kind of yeah. like a code within the football players of like right this is almost not quite like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas but kind of that thing of Everyone kind of knows, but no one's ever going to talk about it. Well, this is the thing. I've not read the book, but, you know, I've I've spoke to a few of the boys and they're like, it's it's quite, it's quite detailed. Um, And people are getting, um, certain players are getting obviously Mm. brought up, which I wasn't aware of. So um, it is a, it is an interesting topic in regards of what, what, (laughs) what it's, what it's about. There's loads of stories I'd assume that he's mentioned he's he's played at a you know very very good level for a number of years yeah. so he's gonna have a few mm. more stories than myself but yeah I, I i feel as though that i would like maybe i'm just naive but i would like to say that things have changed a little bit now if you're not because you can't get away with so much you know because like you say there's yeah. social media somebody does something it's like oh got that yeah i think they have and they haven't I mean, I think there was a situation the other day where it was the two Arsenal players, yeah. wasn't it? The two Arsenal yeah. players who have taken the um, the balloons. Balloons, right? yeah. What is this? Did you miss this? Yeah, oh. so yeah, yeah. That is disgraceful. Don't worry about it. But yeah, anyway, um, the, there's two form uh, uh, two Arsenal players that are doing the balloons, and um, it got out basically, but it was in a private function, I believe. Yeah. So. Mm. There's like, there's there's they're, they're trying to still protect things, and I know that like some some of the players now take girls' phones and like Fudge. yeah yeah yeah. Before if you're gonna come into like a certain yeah. event or a party, they they make sure like people behind them will take their phones. But that's also yeah. the case of was it Aguero that was smoking a shisha with yeah. an eighteen year old well his eighteen year old girlfriend or something like this, and it was like all over the headlines like oh my god he's a football player he's not allowed to smoke a shisha. Would that yeah, really I mean, affect like how it's going to perform? Again, but you have to look at what the media do sometimes because the media really do highlight negative in really something mm. that's not really such a big deal no. like that. So it becomes a little bit like you have to then look at like the media situation. Even when you look at this whole situation with Sterling and the racism stuff, oh. yeah. and uh, obviously the you know the Chelsea situation there, which they've been dealt with, uh, I believe these these fans have. Um, with him uh, highlighting, you know, what he highlighted about the... Um, I think we need to actually have a round of applause for Raheem Sterling for that. Like, literally... Yeah, no, for sure. Really because, because you know, like, I, I, I support him because he's, he's a player that gets so much stick anyway. Always. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the jury's out for him from a media point of view. I'm not sure what is going on and who organises these... Oh, you know, let's try and set up that way because it's just it's just wrong now. Yeah. And to be fair to the kid, he's not like a sort of... He's not a loud sort of bubbly personality. No. He's not going to yank it. Like, he's not going to fight back in that respect verbally. But way done it um, this time around... It was uh, it was it was classy. It was it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and, think I think I, he's dealt with it in a great way. Yeah, oh, because like I say, I, I'm a big speaker. Of, uh, you know, mental health. I speak all over the UK, and um, you know, speaking is one of the the best things to obviously get yourself across. Mm. Um, you know, speaking about certain topics, but at the same time, putting it out there, mm. and he's he's done that from a different perspective, 
brought you know a voice his, his voice and everyone's you know everyone's picked up on it and listening so that's a uh, you know all credit to him so um talking about you know Jermaine he he released a book in the summertime you've actually got a book you gave it to me today my fight with life with life yeah what's it all about before I read it but don't don't tell me all the good stuff yet because I want to read yeah, it yeah like, um, so my fight with life is many things uh, I was obviously just kind of finished I just finished my football career so I had an 18 year career mm. one second how when you finish your football career mm. is it really really tough for me it was yeah for me it was from a coping point of view I, I, I struggled like big time and and I think when you you know you feel a bit lost in life, I think you can be in any industry. You know, if you if you if you're used to doing something for a number amount of years and it's sort of taken away from you without your sort of control. So a lot of my problems was injuries, and I wasn't able to control yeah. the psychology um, foundation around it. So it affected my mind a lot. So when I actually did have to retire due to just not being my body just breaking down, I didn't cope with that well. Yeah. And I didn't really know at the time what I was going to do after. I didn't. I was. I was sort of thinking, "Oh my god!" Like, I don't actually know what I'm going to do because just I've always done football wow. sort of thing. So, I, I uh, you know, I, as as years went on, I had a couple of years. We went on, and I, I didn't really do too much. I was a little bit uh, self destructive. Um, Got sucked really, into a black hole. Yeah, just wasn't really, just wasn't really happy with with life, and that's not uh. trying to say, well, you know, we've you've had a good career and but yeah, fantastic, but and you know, you can only put it down to your own journey. So it wasn't like to you know everyone to feel sorry for me. It was more of a point of like life circumstances affect everything. In, in but then also life. coming back out of it as well. Yeah, know? coming back out of it. I mean, you know, like I say, when I say about life circumstances, you know, it, it's it's one of them where. You, you learn as you go along. So when I lost, like, I lost my sister um, to suicide very, when I was playing um, at an early age, didn't really cope with that too well, but bottled it up. And then I was going through my own personal situations with the injuries and just dealing with things. Then you, I was, you know, going through learning about divorce, and then I was like missing my. So all these little <laughs> you've been yeah. through the divorce, and then do you know what I mean? Like yeah. just just saying, just all that life circumstances come on top of me so when I did finish football I was uh, in a position where yeah very very vulnerable mm. so that's where it can and you got into a bit of a trouble you got into a bit of trouble as well yeah um, again one of them where yeah, I've always kind of like been a little bit quirky in regards quirky <laughs> that's the one that's the that's the code word there I've been a bit quirky yeah quirky is like you know wearing retro clothes and stuff but yeah yeah, yeah I guess but so. you found yourself in prison pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't know never what sort quirky of quirky again about in my that. life yeah when I was quirky about that um, what happened how did you get there Ultimately, it was down to me at a time where I just wasn't like thinking. I just didn't have much care for much in, yeah. in like you know me just like I oh, just whatever now like just getting on with it. But like I say, I bent a few rules. I've always kind of like you know bent a few rules here and there. And um, <laughs> it was literally I paid someone to take my speeding points a few times, <laughs> basically. And um, it, it what happened was. Although it went from me paying X, Y, Z to take my points and he, he'd done it for a few footballers mm. at the time. Um, I mean, it was only sort of a few hundred quid there, a few hundred quid there. 
but it was getting done. One second, how many speeding points did you have, babes? Quite a lot. But I never really... So I was going through cameras, but where I was just like... I didn't really have like I wasn't really thinking properly. It wasn't there, yeah. there was no rational thinking behind what I was doing. I didn't look at oh you know what could happen because of where my mind was at anyway. So it was, it was a little bit cloudy for me at the time, which is no excuse. It was, you know, I was breaking the law, mm. um, but again it was it's like you know I could have I could have said to my dad or someone you know people say to oh babe can you take like, my points for me or mm. like, I don't want to lose my license because. You know, yeah. this is going to happen, and, and so I kind of just like was a bit like lazy and thinking. He done that, and then I guess you know, sort of four or five times I think it was that I'd done it over the space of a couple of years, and then it sort of come back around. But what happened was they tried to set me up in the reg- in, in regards with like the actual fraudulent active kind yeah. of things that were going on. So it was a lot deeper than me just paying for someone to take my um, points. There was like letters that were being done, obviously, where my car was at. Da, da, da. I didn't know nothing about all that. But basically, they said, like, I was the main man. Like, you're like, I'm the, oh! I'm the main distributor. <laughs> I'm doing it for all the footballers. Like, you know what I mean? I'm doing these. There's a I'm, reference. Yeah. Power, so, Netflix series. <laughs> yeah. Well, you uh, are ghost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, I wasn't the main distributor. I was, uh, I just. Paid someone to take my points, and they they put me in a cap prison. With how long were you there for? What's it like in prison? I would like. Uh, is it like what it's like? Got the documentaries it's a, and it's the programs. Wa- yeah, no, it's, do you know what? It's, it's a waste of time. It really is. Okay. Yeah, if I'm totally honest. Um, Prison's a waste of time. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, <laughs> it's a waste of time. Oh it's, wow! It's like you, so. Well, when I say waste of time. It get you think. It get it get you thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, get the words out. Yeah, it's like it's like. If I if you if I said you're right, you're gonna go to prison, yeah, a cap prison. You're going there and you'll be like, oh my god, like what? Why? What? What a waste mm. of time. There's there's kids in there who sort of all think they're gangsters or whatever, and and it's like, mm. mate, you're like 20 years old and you're just like in here, like what the oh hell? My do you god. know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's it's quite sad. So what I did was I was quite productive. I'm not gonna lie. When I first went in, have you seen the film Ming Machine? Yes. No. Vinnie Jones. What? Go away. Get out. <laughs> Right. My, every time we watch this, my dad always to go, turns around and was like, "You know what, Ems? I've played against him, Vinnie Jones." I was like, "What's that, Dad? Semi-pro?" <laughs> like, when I played for Berkhamsted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's his claim. That's huh? his claim. But yeah, it was quite when I went in because I was all over the news, and they they got TVs in there, mm. which I didn't know. Obviously, some you know some have got uh, tellies in their own souls and that. So. When I, I was, it was pretty much. I was going to say because you was a footballer, um, you was like a basic. You're a celebrity, right? Yeah, do yeah. They, okay. Do they treat you differently? Like, yeah, you no, know, they sure. give you a bit more security, like a bit yeah, no, more no, comfort. I, I, you weren't I, eating gruel and shit every night. No, but no, you had I, steak. I, no, I had, <laughs> no, had all the same. No, it wasn't. You like had that. the same. No, I had all the same. I had to to share a cell with someone a couple of times. I had all the same things, but what I would, what I did was I was quite clever. So when I first walked in, there was a couple of like loud mouths who wanted to sort of like call out my name yeah and as i was just walking in so that that walk where i was walking in inside the prison was the longest walk of my life did you shit yourself 100 100 percent. i feel it, for you now I yeah feel no, like it, 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 it was it was it was it, it there was a fear factor in it where i was just like i, I didn't know what to, to expect because there's better people in there than me do you, yeah. did I mean? you ever Regardless. fear for your life at any time there no 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 i didn't you fear didn't for my life like no 
Um, it was interesting because uh, although I thought I was going to get a lot more problems, I was actually looked after by the Muslim brothers that were basically run the show. Mm. Really? Yeah, Is it a bit like that? They like in prison that, oh my God. Yeah, yeah they, they, they run the show. So they looked after, I don't know why, I don't know why, but basically I was playing, we I got I got a chance to play a bit of football in there, you know, yeah. like, oh. a bit of five aside, like yeah, yeah. in there, I thought, oh, Definitely you know like what? Let me keep, yeah, let me keep, let me, <laughs> I'll train you guys up. Yeah, like, I'll sort you let, out. Let, let me, uh, let me um, have a little kick about with these, these, you know, inmates and that. So we've done our thing. Um, and then one one afternoon, because I was I'm, I was just kind of goal hanging, and yeah. I was just banging in goals like left, right, and centre, just taking the piss. And it also and then anyway, it's so not, you can swear it's fun. And then uh, basically, um, there was this big uh, Nigerian guy, massive, like 16, 17 stone, or whatever. Obviously, a lot bigger than me. And um, he ran past me and must have whispered in my ear, "Goes if you keep going, I'm gonna break your legs." <laughs> and I was like. I don't know why, but my personality is quite like, like whatever, like yeah. a dick, like whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. But anyway, so if you saw the size of him, you'd be like, no, Lily, just don't worry about it. Like, cool. <laughs> but for some reason, I was like, mate, shut up. Like, like whatever. Just, and he just stopped. And you know, when you think like, why did I just, what, just instant what, regret what are you yeah, instant regret like, why did you do you forget what? where you are yeah, right now where, I'm not on you, a fibble yeah, pitch exactly I'm that. not on a fibble pitch exactly I'm in prison that. yeah I was like why did you just say that? what the hell anyway so it's one of them where I had to kind of think like zero to hundred did you real run quick. no no no, like, no. <laughs> I stood my first so what is I stood my ground and then he's like you know what yeah cut like he sort of went to come for me and then obviously like the off the screws as we call them they all sort of come around and they were just about to grab us and then I sort of got into like my fighting position because obviously like, I can look after myself so I was like okay I'm going to have to like mm. so I saw about two three different punches already where I can hit before I like breeze out because I didn't if he grabs me it's yeah, over it's over it's done so, so I, I saw the the, the 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 punches but it didn't happen anyway here's the here this we got like a, we get like an hour of like a, we can go outside in the yard. Yeah. And we have to walk a certain direction and yeah, yeah. just like quite, oh, good. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's like that. Like, oh so you've got all these guys just walking like this, like clockwise or whatever, just walking. But we get out air of, of fresh, you know, fresh air. So um, I was walking and then um, there's this group of uh, Muslim brothers in the corner, mm. uh, about six of them. And I heard my name and they was like, Mackenzie, like that. And they called me over. My gosh, like if you, <laughs> it was, I was like a little, little boy, like just like, oh my God. I was thinking, oh my God, like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Cause yeah. obviously. Is that your second longest walk of the, of <laughs> that was the, that was the, that was, I was so nervous because I was thinking mm. like, well, obviously they're connected with this guy in the gym. Like, God, you know what it's sounds, like. This actually it? sounds like prison break where they yeah, actually it, it, do it, have all their different. Sorry, it, this is another. It, it have you watched a, that one? Yeah. yeah, you don't. <laughs> I know that one. Oh my God. I'm shot yeah. off from the wall. So I walked over and um, one of the guys goes, so you had a, you had a situation in the gym yesterday. We, we, we heard about it. And it goes, just to let you know that that, that guy won't be bothering you again. Have a nice day. <laughs> Mate, I walked away, and to be fair, I saw the guy the next day or later on in that mm. day, and he just put his head down. 
literally. What did he do? Oh. What happened? How do, how do you oh react God. when they say that to you? Like, what did, did you go, thanks, mate, cheers. Like, yes, yeah, sir, thank you, sir, and just kind of just retreat pretty, away. Pretty much like that, Mark. It was pretty, I was, I was like, I was like, I, you know when you're just like thinking like, what what have I got to do now for them? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, shit. But you know what, they they just looked after me. I don't know why. Um, I think without, 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 Without them looking after me the way they did, I would have had more problems. Yeah. I had a couple of little bits in there, which I looked after. But other than that, without them like say like keeping me nice, then oh my god, you know I mean they just said they said to me like Lee, this is not your life, man. Like you just keep your head down and yeah. and and I done my time. Done about four four months in that in there, and then I was out. On, was it the on longest tag. four months? Longest four months ever. Mate. But what I did do is I was quite productive. So I I got myself a. The, the second day I was in, I went up to one of the officers and I said, can you give me a job? Because mm. in my head, routine's the best thing yeah, for me. Yeah. So I wanted to get in the routine. So he gave me like a cleaning job. So I was doing cleaning in there and that. So I was like in the kitchen, serving mm. food. One of the hardest things for me was to serve um, food to like, you know, because we was like, there's like paedophiles and rapists and, oh you know, I, I'm, in, I'm yeah. in there with these guys. Do you know what I mean? That's that. And I... I that was the hardest thing for me. And that's probably like, why that you do you know? see more fights as well in jail because you, well, they're actually protected. Because, oh, they are. Yeah, they're not. They, we don't. They're not. They don't. They don't share with us. Yeah, because you, yeah, yeah, you were. Oh my god. Yeah, they're protected. So you know, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, not to put judgment, but you know, I've got five children myself, so it was very hard for me mm. in, in, with certain yeah, things. Right. So yeah, I done that, and then I started writing my book. So what I started doing is doing my interviewing in the prison okay so i was getting information i started speaking to officers in the then there's a prison bit in my book and i started getting quite you know started to befriend this person this book is juicy this book is juicy it was good and um and obviously when i came out i did not know that i was going to write an autobiography but Mm. when i actually came out of prison i was approached by you know publishing company and they said um we'd love to do a book and i was like are you serious like i've literally like written best part of yeah. probably yeah so we was on our way to from when I got now, approached you said in there like when you clocked up this 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 big guy you're like you're already right I've, I've got three punches you actually came out of being an ex-pro football player mm. to becoming a pro boxer yeah now we discussed this mm. um a, a, like a, a couple episodes ago on Match of the Bay um that Pro footballers are can go into anything, and they're just incredible. You know, there was this one guy that became a WWE wrestler, yeah. a pro poker player. I mean, there was an Undertaker in there, but as well. But don't worry about that. But like, how did you make the transition? And was it easy to become like an athlete again? So I'm from a boxing family, a famous right. one. So my uncle was a former. I was gonna say googling your name right now. <laughs> yeah, my, my my uncle's a former three-time world champion oh my God. called Duke McKenzie, and my dad is a former British and European champion, Clinton McKenzie. So, I I I was uh, in boxing gyms before I played football, which no one would know, mm. uh, only the close people to me. So at sort of eight years old, I was in a boxing gym, observing, watching, mm. seeing how you know the routines are and everything so I learned I learned how to fight from an early age but where football took off early I had to make a decision of what career I went into to go into chose football had 18 years some ups and downs with that 
boxing came into my life uh 35 years old i was when i jumped into a professional boxing ring which is very late mm. um but considering um everything that was sort of behind me and the dna kind of you know reputation but everyone was waiting to see what how i how i do and and to be fair, I had a good four years. I won an international masters title. I boxed for an English title, uh, Southern Area title. Won eight fights at my. Do you feel as though that like boxing kind of gave you that? Oh, how to put it into words? That reason to like, focus again. To focus yeah. again. Yeah. So, like, not to go too deep on you know on it, but you know, like I said, when I when I was at a period in my life where football mm. finished and and I, and I lost my way you know, just kind of identity a little bit. Mm. And, um, yeah, I've suffered from depression for a number of amount of years, you know, in my life and learning about it and educating myself. I pretty much lost everything through, you know, some of my own choices, some not, but it just, you know, came out of prison and all these things were happening in my life. I was thinking, geez, like I really sort of like get myself together. Um, so boxing came into my life at a time where I needed to literally fight back in life. It wasn't so much about, let me just get into a professional boxing ring to try and win some belts and try and show out everyone how good I am at a different sport. It wasn't that at all. <clears throat> it was more of a point of like, me going to my dad one time, who was my trainer, and saying to him, Dad, like, I, I, need, to, I need to fight back, literally. Mm. Like, because mm. I just don't even know if I'm going to wake up the next day sort of thing so it was that deep to the point of like when we did walk into you know when I did have my first professional fight it was a big deal um, what it le le led on to in, in the future and what I actually of, fought yeah. for in terms of nerves what have you felt most nervous for like football the ring or walking the longest walk in prison good question I would say probably um there's certain nerves I had sometimes boxing what it brought for me. So when you're going to fight someone and potentially you're going to have your head punched in, that's quite nerve-wracking in itself because, you know, it's all down to mm. how you feel, you know, have you overtrained? There's so many things you uh, questions you ask yourself. As opposed to boxing as well, it's just you. You know, on a football pitch, you can rely on other people. If you're having a bad day, you can rely on those people to be like... Of course. ...to back you up. Yeah. Did you feel, yeah, there was more pressure when it came to the boxing? No pressure. No, no pressure? No, nah, although people would look at it that way because of what was behind me, mm. I didn't feel the pressure because I was just like, well... If this is my like, own journey. Yeah. Like, this is, but I'm, you probably knew I'm though. Right. If you if it was going to have a bad day, they'd be like, "That's it. My head's going to get kicked in." Yeah, I think I think um, football never. I never really. You could pass the ball if you're tired, or you could you could try and like you know hide a little bit. You can't hide in a ring. You know, like there's literally like once once the bell goes, you walk forward, trainer step back, everyone's at the ring. It's you and him. So that's the loneliest place in the world to be if mm. you're not mm. fully prepared. Danny, you can't be in there. Um, Crazy. The prison was a different psychology thing because that was just like, you know, prison is not for me. Mate, you've been through some things. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, so let's move on to uh, the quick fire round questions. Are you ready? Right. Who do you think is the best manager in the Premier League at the moment? I will go for it's Liverpool are top, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I would say Klopp is I would say Klopp, I would say I would I would say, I would say Klopp. Just do you know why? Because there's a certain passion what I have seen, mm. what he brings. Yeah. Um and he went, you know, what was what was the game where he ran onto the pitch? The, Ever- the Everton game, yeah. <laughs> The one that he got uh, penalised. So yeah, he showed a little bit of passion there. So yeah. I'm gonna go for Mr C. Yeah. I uh, I also feel as though that with Klopp as well, obviously he's brought Liverpool at the top of the league at the moment. He must be doing something different to what he was doing last season, mm. you know? Yeah, I think... <clears throat> Even though Pep is like especially when, renowned when one it. of the best managers. Yeah, I mean, he is, but he's got a lot more weapons to play with than Klopp has at Liverpool as well. Mm. Mm. And, I mean, Salah's been good this year, but he's not been last season good no mm. I'm, I'm, I'm interested do you know I'd love Liverpool to, to win it I really so would so would I it's just, yeah. I just I think you know I think the Chief um, he just brings something and that energy and mm. that passion you know like Mourinho had that a little bit didn't he when he was sort of at Chelsea once upon a time mm. it's not the same effect now no, <laughs> no <laughs> that's true um, who do you think the ble- who do you think the best player is in the world at the moment. In the world? Mm. I mean, it's always the same sort of two, isn't it, really? Um, obviously, Messi and Ronaldo mm. are, are, you know, one and two. Um, but I think Ronaldo's he's he flying still is. again, mate. He's Even just, at Juventus, he's it's flying just again. Inc- yeah. I mean, and he's, just, he's ageless. He he's is. flying the, again. That's the thing. He just... I genuinely think in 20 years' time he'll still be playing somewhere. I no, think Messi will. is incredible. Mm. I think he's an incredible player, but for whatever like Ronaldo just produces season goals. after goals, season goals, after goals, season. Goals. Yeah. Like, uh, he's the he's number one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who is your favourite team, or like when you was playing as well? Uh, Palace and Arsenal. Always. That's just because of you, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, can go with that. I love that just because of Ian Rack. Oh, basically, yeah, basically. Uh, if you could go back um, and choose, would you still choose football over boxing to begin with? That's a really good question, but I think I would. You would, yeah, just because I had eighteen years in in in. I would have, I would have, I think played 
at a higher level for longer if it wasn't for my my body was mm. just breaking down so much. So I had a lot of injuries. Considering the injuries I had, so I still have 18 years, you know, having played all English leagues, scored in all English leagues. Um, never, that is a decent, yeah. decent I, I amount complain. of time. Yeah. How, if you don't have to answer this, how old were you when you did stop playing football? 30, what, properly? What, from the league or just in general? Well, Because yeah. I played in all leagues, so I played like, you know, I played non-league for a little bit at the end of my career. Yeah, well, generally. no, league, like it was supporting you. I was you, you 33. Know, which is, it's a good age. As if, yeah. And that's what's, you know, when we talk about all the different sorts of sport, like you go, oh, football player, oh yeah, they probably start at yeah. the age of like 17 yeah, and yeah. 30. Like that's their bracket there. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. a, a rugby player is a little bit longer and then a golfer, you're right up until you're 50 or something like that. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Um, but that's, 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 that's good going those. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know right. I don't know right. Um, uh, when you was back playing as a pro, uh, mm. who would you have loved to play with, dead or alive? So we can go back years. Pele. Really? Why? Because he's the player that, where I first kind of got introduced to football, and the reason being is I was a little kid and I watched Escape to Victory, and I just loved that film. With because mm. Sylvester Stallone's another hero of mine because of all the Rocky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but he was in the film as well, so that's what kind of brought me the attention to the film and then I just saw this this amazing like player called Pele and then I started getting into him. I was only about seven at the time, eight. And then uh that's so Pele was the one he's I was I remember doing um bicycle kicks, trying to practice them in my garden. Oh my god. Because he does the bicycle kick in the film. Yeah. So I remember just constantly doing this in Did in you the ever garden. do one? Yeah yeah. yeah. Did you ever score? Couple. Yeah, yeah. Couple. <laughs> not not to a bigger uh not to um not like proper league football but I don't that was think. when he was non-league wasn't it he's been practicing for about <laughs> yeah. 10 20 years and yeah, he actually got it I in the I end never got, <laughs> i never got one of them i didn't score i didn't score like amazing goals i was a bit of like a box player yeah, yeah. so most of my goals i was just like bang like bang like always yeah, made it. you always, yeah. always made it you? always yeah. always if you really want newcastle need a striker right yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there, we need somebody who can score in the that's, box. that's what i was like pretty much 18 yards everything can 18 yard box what about manager? If you could have played for any manager, mm. who would it have been? Oh, manager-wise. See, I, I, had, I had some decent managers. Um, that's hard to answer, just for the simple reason. But when I was coming through, I, I had a manager called Steve Koppel. Mm. Do you remember yeah, Steve yeah, Koppel? Yeah, yeah, um, And he, man management's so important because he, like, mm. he took me under his wing and yeah. just he taught me how to like hold up a ball and do you know what I mean do certain things which I, I wasn't familiar with yeah. coming from kind of the refining league. of the game yeah he, you know he showed me how to sort of like practice on certain things and mm-hmm. shooting and that he made he made me um, focus on, on the potential player that I could have been to play under a, I, I, don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. It would. Um, the thing is, you, you. I mean, you look at if you're looking at it from based on results. I believe a lot in man management. Yeah. So. I played with Gareth Southgate, mm. and I think how he is as a person, and a manager, and how he gets his point across, and how he's articulate and intelligent in the way he tries to process everything. Yeah. Although I played against him and with him, where he's at as a manager now, 
I wouldn't have mind playing for him. Yes. Because of, Come on, Southgate. Yeah, because of the simple reason of what he stands for. Yeah. Not only in today's society, but just how intelligent he is, how he is with his players, how he... You're completely right. Like even when, yeah, yeah, you're completely right, right, because he even said after the World Cup into the UEFA Nations League, he was like, I want some new blood. You know, I want some, I want some young young guys there mm. and he even picked you know um, Jaden Sancho from Borussia Dortmund and it, you wouldn't really think that because he's not playing in the, the English league at the moment yeah, he, he's, he's brought and he's incredible so he's perspective and, well, and that's the honest truth he's not just like although you see you know, he's an England manager but, but what he is outside of it mm. he's such a top person like, he's testing as well. Really I, I, I think he he he's quite calm, but he he's willing to take risks as well. Yeah. So he's always changing up the formation. He's always changing up different players. The leading. Yeah, he leading is. Out. I mean, he's not he's not like a you know he's not, you're gonna see him like shouting no. or running onto pitches. So, so but, but he's he, passionate, really, he's, really he, passionate. Yeah, he's passionate. He's been in the game a long time. Um, he's super intelligent, like academically. Mm. So you know he, he's 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 the guy. Nice. Um, if you could play for any football team mm. um, in your time, uh, who would you would have loved to play for? And that can be internationally as well. Probably Barcelona. Everyone says Barcelona. It's quite funny. Mm. Who did I interview recently? John Barnes. John Barnes. And he said Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah. Okay, uh, last but not least, uh, right, the last question. Uh, at the moment, like we keep talking about social media, there are a lot of influential football players. Like Paul Pogba has a massive influence over Man U. Uh, Raheem Sterling, obviously, uh, a lot in the news at the moment. And even to, I don't know, to the likes of like Jesse Lingard is always in people's faces on social media. He has, you know, he's always there. Uh, who do you think is probably one of the most influential football players at the moment? Who who you have to stop and just listen to if he says anything? Well, out of those names you just no, said? No, 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 anybody at all. I just gave you a few examples of oh, I who see. I think are the most influential um, football players at the moment in their own rights. Another good question. Um, I think you have to be like, I'm not really on it like that mm. as such, mm. so it would be hard to answer that question to say, "Well, this person stands out for yeah. me." Um, if if I'm gonna look at what's recently been quoted and 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 said, mm. I'm listening to Raheem Sterling mm. for the simple reason of what he's standing up for, and I like the way he's gone about the. Not only did he react in the right way. Um, with what happened, he said something which is going to make a difference. Yeah. And people are talking so, about it now. So Even at the game yesterday, Sky Sports yeah, News, they so were talking about exactly. it. Exactly. So to answer that question, him at this precise moment mm. in time, I, I, I did read what he said. So that stood out for me. I'm not saying he's the most influential person, but what he's done is is is, is being influential in what he's spoken, mm. um, which will go a long way. Yeah, definitely. And he did it because, like you've said, he is a family family guy. He's a young guy as well. He gets mm. a lot of stick. Um, but he didn't... He could have got really angry at the football game. He could have, like, 
you know, shouted back, but he didn't. He took mm. it, he laughed, and then afterwards he said, these are the two examples, one of a, a white football player and here of a, of a black football player. One gets negative press over the white football player. Why is that? Mm. And it's just like, hang a second, there's your example. Stop, stare, listen, wow, take it in. Again, media play, you know, a massive yeah. part in how, you know, people read things and believe it. That's the mm. reality. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Leon, anyway, for no so coming on Matt to the Bay. It's been a pleasure. Um, it's been incredible talking to you. Yeah, we literally. could have talked about so much oh more. My God. I, was, I was actually like thinking, oh, I wonder what she's going to ask me. But I'm glad you didn't <laughs> no. ask me certain things and we didn't speak about no women. I'll be so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I'll be reading the books and then I'll be sliding <laughs> back into your DMs asking more questions <laughs> about what's been going on. Uh, so thank you so much. Please, please, people listening to this, like and share. Um, thank you so much, Mark. Fingers pleasure, crossed. Pleasure as always. Newcastle at the weekend. Let's hope so. Come I'm, on. I, I will be in tears otherwise next week oh, if we lose this weekend. Well, I would oh, give you a If you lose yeah. this weekend, yeah, I, I, I think that's curd. Oh, no, 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 no. We still got half a season Yeah, I know. We still got half a season. It's always up to Christmas. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Until next week, adios. Bye. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.